Okay, welcome back to the Cheche Chat. Um, this is going to be NHL Week 5 recap. Uh, and this is going to be a special episode. Along with myself and my co-host, we have the manager of the Casanova Rhinos, the Will McCrink the third? Yeah, the third, right? Uh, yes. The third, the third. Uh, maybe we'll get Will McCrink the second on sometime soon, but uh, from... The happenings of the league, something tells me that he's actually not running his team on hockey at least. But uh, good to have you, Dad. Good to have you. Uh, tough loss this week for you, but, I mean, 3-1 start isn't bad so far, right? No, no, it's a great start, especially since uh, I, I felt like I started out slow with the bye week in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean... You put up a solid 120 points. Uh, one of the things I've been going over with Will is if you want to consistently be a winner in this league, you got to put up over the 120 mark. So you did that, and you just ran into a team that outscored you that week. Uh, there was only three teams that did outscore you. So, well, uh, four if you're counting Kaylee on the bye week. But um, I, I wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't be anything too mad for that that score to scoff at uh, 120. If you can consistently put up high numbers, then you could end up with a winning record at the end of the day. So. Let's uh let's start from the top though. Um, we let's go over let's go over how my and my picks and Will's picks did um, for NHL Week Five. Uh, I did not do so hot. Will did. Uh, Will went four for four on his picks. I went one for four on my picks. Um, I'll, I guess I'll hand it over to Will and uh, let you gloat for a minute. Gloat. I mean, it's it is what it is. It was just a perfect week. Um, I guess the one I really want to go at you for is the fact that you told me that you thought Bag Boys was going to have a 15 to 20 point margin win over the Cuban Bandits. I told you that was going to be a really close game and a toss up and I really didn't know who to pick and I just went Cuban Bandits so that I was on the other side of you and they won by like, you know, less than a point. It was 111.65 to 110.8. So that's the one I guess I could so to speak gloat on and then since we've got the father here losing his undefeated record um called that one just because it was like you know we're all eagles fans but a couple years ago the eagles were undefeated but they kind of were like weak schedule seemed like so anyway the g parents pulled out that win and then the one thing i didn't get to say last uh podcast that i wanted to say and it holds true is what i wanted to say was that a bunch of you better be happy that you didn't have to play your intruder this week and uh, for the Casanova Rhinos, bag boys, Cuban bandits, Canary and Canucks, Rhinos' worst nightmare. Yeah, you better be happy because they would have beat you with their uh, bye week score of one thirty nine point two. Yeah, definitely a powerhouse team to not be slept on. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, let's break it down in our first matchup of the week. Uh, Cheje Legacy go to two and three. New Iver York Rancheros up to three and two. That was a score of one sixty three point three to one fifty six point seven five. Um, if I'm correct, it was either this matchup or the Cuban Bandits and Bag Boys matchup that we called for matchup of the week. I think it was this one. Uh, close score. I believe you called it this one. Yeah, very close score. Um, let's break it down. Uh, just from glancing at it briefly, it's a goalie situation again, right, Will? It looks like to me. I mean, I tried looking over. I mean, if we look at total points scored by forwards, you had 152 points by your forwards. And I only had 125 by my forwards. Well, I ended up with 37.4 points from my goalies, and you ended up with just 3.8. So you had two goalies that did well and two goalies that did really bad, and that ended up making the difference. 
I say forwards, skaters. Yeah, say. yeah. There's no, players. I'm I'm seeing consistent production from most of my skaters. Uh, Willie Lee, Nail- Willie Nylander, Austin Matthews, um, and uh, some guys that were pickups that I kind of didn't want to make as a hockey fan. Brad Marchand and uh, and uh, Chris Kreider because I don't like them, but they're putting up consistent numbers for me, so I can't really lie uh, that they're helping my team a lot here. But um, I don't mind the production from those two. As long as I figure out this goalie situation coming up, um, I think I'll be in a really good spot. And I think I will be figuring it out very soon. Uh, I just picked up Pyotr Kochekov, who was a really, really good goalie for Carolina last week. Um, isn't one of, wouldn't one of the Carolina goalies go down with like a blood clotting injury or something? Frederick Anderson is out for the foreseeable future with an issue really it was blood, yes. So, I mean, a, a tough break for that, but Kochekov uh, will be pr- likely getting more time because uh, it's him and Ranta splitting, right? Yeah, and I don't think Ranta's been super hot. The issue with, I mean, this happens on quite a bit of teams over time, but it's kind of a log dam right now in Carolina's net. You get a guy who comes up, does really well in the AHL, like Kochekov, Um but there's not a whole lot of space and you don't want him to just sit up in you know the NHL and not play and the other thing too is likely I mean it's it's got to be more than definitely he's the only goalie on a two-way contract who can be sent down between the NHL and the AHL so it's like he keeps bouncing up and down pending injury pending space but he has done well in his in his time with Carolina last year and then he had a shutout win last week, which gave you quite a few points. So that's just kind of a logjam deal. It's something that happened, like especially with the Rangers for so long. They had Henrik Lundqvist, and any time you know, a backup goalie came up and did well, Cam Talbot, Gorgiev, anybody like that, they ended up having to be traded away. Or Ranta actually came through uh, the Rangers as well. Um, they ended up just getting traded away because uh, eventually – when their contracts would expire, they're going to go sign for a team where they can be the starter. So the Rangers were like, we know we're not going to be able to keep them, so we need to get something for them. So that's kind of how it is, I think, right now with Carolina. There's a little bit of a logjam back there. Kachekov is a good young goalie. Yeah, I just looked at Kachekov still has an entry-level contract, so he's still a two-way two-way player. So uh, that happens with goalies nowadays. Like Spencer Knight, he's still in the AHL right now, even yes. though he can clearly be the starter for, uh, for Florida. Um, but one guy that sucked for me that I despise right now is Stuart Skinner. Uh, recently just dropped him, so if you want to feel some pain, go add him to your team. Uh, but I did pick up uh, Andre Vasilevsky. He's on the IR right now, but he should make his debut, his season debut, near Thanksgiving. So hopefully he can he can be a rock for my uh, my team in the goalie situation, and uh, and we can figure that out. But I think that's what really really hindered me this week. Um, and if I had a halfway decent performance out of all my guys, I would have had you. Oh, yeah. I mean, if your goal is where you – yeah. If you, I mean, I get good quite a few points out of my goaltenders. I got a, a shutout from Aiden Hill. I got a shutout from Tristan Jari. Um, you know, four wins for all of my goals. So, you know, and I even picked up Magnus Helberg, who had a start there for um, the Penguins after uh, – Tristan Jari was hurt, and then something's happened with Nadelkovic. I'm assuming he must be injured. Um, so that was just, you know, 4.6 points doesn't help, hurt, I should say. Um, but, yeah, it's really, at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, you know, 
almost, you know, by a whole 25 points, your uh, forwards outscored me. So, or your skaters, I should say. So your skaters outscored me. So it was really my goalies that put me over the edge this week. Um, and yours that even if you had something half decent, or even if you had had just, you know, Levi and Kachekov and no Vanasek or Skinner, you're probably winning that matchup. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, how much uh, people read into these standings and all that stuff. With that loss, it's going to bump me back pretty far. I'm, I'm in eighth place. Um, but the ESPN rankings puts me at a 77% chance of making playoffs. So the way that it kind of is looked at is, like, your schedule, how strong your team really is, not just where – I mean, we're so far in the season. So, I mean, at least the app thinks my team is strong and they're thinking that I'm going to get wins – um, and I'm going to go. I'm going to have the second highest playoff percentage even at that uh, lowest ranking. But it shows. I rank highest in goals out of all teams in the league by at least tw- uh, 19. I'm leading uh, you by 19 goals. And then I lead the league in assists as well and power play points and hat tricks. But my goalie situation, I'm middle of the table in goalie stuff for basically everything. So I need to figure that one out. Well, I'm actually the lowest for goals against by all my goalies. So I need to figure that stuff out before I can start actually getting some wins. But I also score uh, – I have the most points scored against me, so I'm kind of getting the short end of the stick there, which our special guest can talk to that one, um, getting the most points scored against them uh, in fantasy baseball this last year, right? <laughs> yeah, but I thought we were talking hockey here. Well, I, I just wanted to call back to it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, sometimes uh, a tough schedule makes it uh, difficult, even when you feel like you got a pretty strong team, and uh, and uh, that's what I faced during the baseball season. Uh, <clears throat> I think if we, I think even at the uh, halfway mark, but then definitely by the end of the season, for whatever reason, everybody had performed really well against me. Uh, so I gave up the most amount of points throughout the season, but I still managed to pull out a pretty decent winning record. But with our uh, play, our with our our divisions, how they were set up, we had a, a north and a south division. You still were cheated out of the playoffs. Some would say, uh, even though you oh, had absolutely. a higher record. Than- absolutely. How does a nine and twelve get in the playoffs over a thirteen and eight? Well. It was because the South, the South number one team in the South, got a, a straight up buy. They got a, they got a lock in, so you ended up being the worst team in the North, which which puts you in that position. So, as the manager of these leagues, I've kind of seen the error of that way. Um, I mean, we we don't have anything to break these leagues up geography wise. So I was like, you know what? If the league's small enough or whatever let's just do one big conference and then the top half of the league goes and the bottom half doesn't so that's what i'm going to go with going forward and uh and we'll see we'll see if it sticks or not so you won't get cheated out again it's interesting to look at okay so you said something about your record we were two and two going to this matchup i go to three and two you go to two and three but it's all super close like nobody's really uh, dead in the water at the moment but these playoff percentages change like each week i now have the highest playoff percentage chance of winning or you know whatever 88 percent closest being chache legacy at 77 but i know my score was probably closer to like 40 last week so that changes a lot 
and you know Casanova Rhino's first place in the league at thirty nine percent. Like, and I was the ninety two last ninety two percent last week. So yeah, so it changes drastically, in my opinion. Don't look into it too much. Um, the only one who seems to be consistently not so great is, in my opinion, Rhino's worst nightmare in Cameron Canucks, and because they're they're sitting under a hundred in most of their weeks of scoring. Um, you know, the Rhinos have been up and down a little bit. 146 in their first matchup. You know, 120 is a pretty good score. Now they just got bested by 149, but like they were at down at a 92 score. So it's like there's yeah i wouldn't look into it too much at this point it's super early there's plenty more time it's all going to change you know if you want to talk about another league i was projected last in both of my fantasy football leagues and i'm sitting at final standards projections of number two in one of them and then at nine in the other one so to me it's a whole bunch of baloney until the rubber meets the road yeah i mean it's that's it's yeah metrics are metrics and it doesn't it's not indicative of how players are actually going to play um hockey is a very volatile sport and then guys can go put up a hat trick night and then suck for the rest of the week so you never really know plus injuries <clears throat> yep. injuries happen and guys are gone and then that's a huge hit on your team mm-hmm. all right well once since we went down that rabbit hole let's move on to the next next matchup uh <laughs> <laughs> Rhino's Worth Nightmare continues their winless streak uh, as they lose the Cantry Canucks. Um, it was a close matchup, 99.25 to 97.9. Um, Will and I both had Cantry and Canucks in this matchup. I don't know if Addie set her lineup or not, but it didn't matter. Um, I mean, size team is just, is just going down a poor rabbit hole right now, and I think it's kind of on the back of – uh, I mean, Leon Drysaddle didn't put up a great night, but uh, look at those goalies. But Fine. yeah, I was gonna say this goalie situation is not working out for Cy right now. I don't think Cy's listening to the podcast because he would have changed his goalies from last week to this week if that's the case. No, I hadn't. I, I myself uh, have not listened to a lot of the podcast, just one so far, but. Uh, I can tell you the goalie situation is tough, uh, you know, and I, I know I'm going to go backwards here a little bit on you guys. Uh, my matchup against uh, my parents, uh, if you look at their goalies, their uh, top goalie was Bobrovsky, who I had for from the start of the season, and he was the flop for me. And I dropped him, and then, of course, after I drop him, they pick him up, and he happens to turn 11 points for the week, which he hadn't uh, – come close to that why i had them so i've been uh, playing around with my goalies and uh as you can see a negative 10 between the, my three goalies this week uh, certainly did not help uh so yeah goalies is a is a big point getter but they can also hurt you big time as well which that's is probably where size sitting right now yeah which is an interesting point because looking at both of these teams and i've highlighted gorgiev in the past two podcasts goalie for the colorado avalanche it's kind of like they're a very good team. Like this guy's got to be able to figure it out. You know, if you're on, if you're not doing well, like like Edmonton for example. You know, we talked about Stuart Skinner, but Jack Campbell they signed to a big five year, you know, five million plus dollar deal from Toronto Maple Leafs after he has a great time there. The guy's got sent down to the AHL, and even in his first game there, letting in some brutal goals. So it's just like once you're on a skid, and then you have a team in front of you that's on a skid. Like as a goalie, you're kind of seemingly gone. 
but it's kind of like where where do you how long do you hold on um because you know some guys are good and they just might be coming out to a slow start and then you know what happens like you said you had Bobrovsky from the beginning you dropped him they picked him up and now he's performing um I kind of looked at it myself with uh, Philip Gustafson. I recently dropped him, uh, but he was a guy who did really, really well for the Wild last year. Was a big part of you know my success as a fantasy hockey team in my other league that I was in that I ended up winning. And then you know he had a shutout to start the season, you know double digits of points, and then just has been negative in just about every performance since. So it is tough. It's like hold. How long do you hold before you give up? Um, and seemingly, you know, you're, you're inevitably going to make mistakes when it comes to that because you, you can't. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know exactly how long um, you can hold on to these goalies. But, I mean, one goalie that I, I don't mind on Addy's team, Linus Olmark, Vesna winner, sure. But they are truly going to a 1A, 1B situation right now. Olmark is getting every single other game. And, I mean, yeah. Boston's on a tear again. What can you do? Um, I I did not think they were going to be able to maintain their their prowess, uh, losing some of their key players, but they're seeming to do that. So obviously, Olmark is a keep. Gorgiev, I think, is a keep. Colorado's kind of turning the edge here. Um, good performances from some of their guys. For Addy's team, I don't. I like I like where she's going. Um, just set your, set your freaking lineups, please. But for size team, Ilya Samsonov. I mean. That guy sucks. That guy sucks so bad. He's horrible. Yeah. So, like that's what I'm saying. He's just not listening to the podcast. No, he's not. And you'd think he's a goalie. He'd know goalies, and maybe he knows something we don't. And maybe these guys will go off and be Vesna candidates or something. But as of right now, these guys suck. Um, you need to make some changes if you want to be competitive in this league. So. Otherwise, not a crazy, not a crazy matchup. Otherwise, kind of mid performances from a lot of their players. Uh, one guy that did have a night was Kyle Connor. He had a hat trick. Um, Kyle Connor, kind of a guy slept on. I think a lot of guys that are slept on are like on those small market teams, Winnipeg, like just teams you don't really think of. Like I could name like three players, four players on on Winnipeg right now, and I'm like a decent hockey fan. So there's some guys that get slept on on these teams that uh, that you can definitely pick up in free agency. Oh, Kyle Connor has been slept on for a long time. Like I said, he's like I said earlier on another podcast. In my opinion, he's like a shoe in for forty goals, um, almost every season. He's just he's just a very consistent goal scorer. But again, it's in kind of like a smaller market out in the middle of nowhere, Canada. That like you know most people don't hear about. Last year, thirty one goals. The year before that, forty seven, twenty six, thirty eight, thirty four, thirty one. So I should say. Almost a shoe in for 30 goals, not 40. But guy puts up points. 80 points last year, 93 the year before that. And, yeah, you don't hear about him. But he's, he is one of the most consistent, uh, I would say, players in the league. Um, definitely for the Jets, one of the most consistent players. I mean, he's just shy of a point a game in his whole career, which not a lot of players do that. Um, like, only really elite players do that. So this guy... In my opinion, he's kind of the real deal, um, and I highlighted him as a uh, a key player for the Cannering Canucks um, that, you know, some people probably didn't realize 
maybe don't even know who he is. Um, but he's he's pretty good out there in Winnipeg. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our next more exciting matchup of the week, hopefully. Uh, Cuban Bandits ended up getting the win over the Bag Boys, uh, 111.65 to 110.8. I think that's – I'd have to go check, but I think that's the slimmest margin we've had all year, and it's probably one of the slimmest margins I've ever seen in a fantasy matchup ever. Um, what a crazy, crazy, crazy week for these two. Um, I'll let Will take it away on this one because you guessed this one right, I guess. I called this the toss-up. I said that this one was going to be really close, um, and I went with the Cuban Bandits and ended up being right, but it was only by a couple points there, clearly. Um, what I'm interested in seeing is we talked about Dr. Demko, and he did not have the week that we would have expected, and it seems like Logan Thomas maybe never even got a start this past week because when we go to our breakdown – uh, he's only got one goalie listed for scoring, and I he didn't that, score yeah. very much. So he must have just had, you know, a really good go by his uh, his skaters because the Bag Boys had two good performances out of Swayman or had or a good week out of Swayman and Ottinger, um, which we've talked about as consistent good goaltenders. Dallas is a good team. Ottinger, a good young goalie. Swayman, the 1A, 1B with um, Linus Olmark on a good Boston team. So... It must have just been a yeah. I mean, he just had that many more points out of his forward or his skaters. Um, well, from the bag boys, it looks like majority of their points were top heavy from certain players on their team. They had multiple guys in double digits. Barkov had double digits. Um, yeah. Matthew Tuchuk had double digits, and so did Panarin. But there's a lot of guys. Like if you look on your first bit here, uh, Joel Eriksson-Eck, Elias Lindholm, Troy Terry. Uh, they didn't score over two points all freaking week. Same thing with uh, Yuso of Valimaka. Like, guys just didn't even score over two points. So you're getting drug along by your, your consistent point getters, the guys that are going to put up big nights for you, but you still need consistent scorers to really add up that total for you. So it just didn't happen this week for the bag boys, and I really thought they had it this week. That's why I picked them. Um, but it looks like even though – Thatcher Demko didn't have a good week, and Logan Thomas didn't even get a start. Uh, the Cuban Bandits had more consistency in their scoring from their players. Yeah. The one thing to say for sure, though, is if you look at some of the lowest scores on the Bag Boys, I do know that they've already went ahead and moved them. Uh, Trevor Zegers got dropped, and so did Raphael Javi Bernard off of Montreal. Um, so he's making changes. He's trying to stay active there. Um, you know, Elias Lindholm, usually a pretty good player, but Calgary is really just having a rough start to the year. Uh, Zegris is kind of one they'll have to pay attention to. He's not had a great start. Um, I'd seen some stuff talking about some of the underlying analytics, which is just, it doesn't show that he's playing bad. He's just not quite getting it to go in the net for him at the moment. Um, so well, yeah, that's gonna, be, looks that's like, gonna be an interesting one. I would recommend other teams now that he is in the waiver wire, he is day to day, it looks like, but I think Trevor Zegers is too good of a young talent to stay bad the whole year. Pay attention to him. He might be a guy to see if he has a turnaround, you could, you know, benefit from that. Um Harvey Pernard, 
no big deal, I don't think. But I've already seen the bad boys make some changes on their f- skaters after seeing some poor performances there. Wouldn't mess with their goalies, you know, maybe add a third goalie. But I, Swayman and Ottinger, they got to stay. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. Top, good scoring out of their top Florida guys, Barkov and Matthew Chuck. Uh, that's a high-scoring team. Uh, really good offensive high-scoring team during the regular season. Um, they just have questions when it comes to playoffs, and that's kind of what happened last year. They had a really good regular season, and then you get to playoffs, and playoffs is a completely different different game, um, and they ended up getting knocked. So, uh, yeah, I uh, like I said, this was my toss-up. I wasn't 100% sure where this was going to go. I went with Cuban Bandits, but I was pretty certain it wasn't going to be a 15- to 20-point margin like you thought. So looks like happened to be right this time. This draws them both to 3-2 and two records, um, I believe. So, yeah, that's 3-2 and two for the Bandits, 3-2 and two for the Bag Boys, and 3-2 and two for the Rancheros. Um, so, yeah, we're still very, very tight uh, in the standings here. Yeah. All right, well, <clears throat> let's move on to our last matchup of the week. Um, the Casanova Rhinos are now 3-1-0. and They lost their undefeated streak to the G-Parents um, in a score of 149.65 to 120.3. Uh, that moves the G-Parents. They're, they just came off a of bye week, if I'm correct, and that moves them up to 2-2-0. and um, um, But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this over to the Rhinos manager before, before the analysts give their perspective. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on your team's performance this week? Uh, again, uh, I think we kind of touched on it already. Goalies, poor performance from the goalies, and uh, I haven't been able to uh, settle out uh, who I really want in the in the uh, in between the pipes for me. Like I said, I had Bobrovsky, and I uh, felt like he had a pretty poor start the first few weeks, so uh, I dropped him. And then looks like he uh, he put something together this week to help. Uh, the G parent, uh, and but then if you look, you know, from a skater perspective, uh, yeah, they outscored uh, my skaters by uh, eleven points. But uh, I was pretty happy with the uh, the numbers that uh, my skaters turned. It really comes down to the goalies, just uh, pretty poor performance across the board. So uh, I've already made some moves. So uh, I dropped the Johansson and I picked up Cam Talbot. So hopefully uh, he'll get a couple games for uh, the Kings there and give me some good positive points this next round. Uh, and I'll uh, get back on the uh, winning train. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if it is just like a, a guiding principle for fantasy anything, football, baseball, or hockey, if you're making adjustments to your team, something's going to click, something's going to work. So – Tough loss for you this week by 29 points, but, I mean, you're trying to figure out this goalie situation, you'll get it figured out, and one week you're going to hit, and you're going to be the higher scorer of the week. Um, <laughs> I hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hoping, because if not, then why do we play? Um, right. But uh, one thing that I – I mean, we always harp on this goalie situation, and and I don't know how many listeners, or listeners we actually have, but I don't know if they want to hear it all the time. I love to harp on this hat-trick situation because – the G parents had two hat tricks this week from Zach Hyman, who originally started on my team, who I I, I dealt before the, the the season started over the G parents, and then uh, Pavel Buchnevich had a hat trick as well. So Pavel had ended up with fifteen points on the week, and Hyman ended up with fourteen points on the week. So you take away those hat tricks. I mean, hat tricks give you 
five extra points for just getting it. So from those two, that's 10 points. So that's 10 points back. And then them just scoring that extra goal, that's already a few points there. Take away those hat tricks, it's a lot closer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I, I didn't have any hat tricks, but I do have uh, some pretty solid performers that uh, seem to show up every night. So uh, I expect, uh, you know, Forsberg and Reinhardt to keep giving me big numbers. As well as uh, I got a couple uh, defensemen, Matheson being the uh, top guy, who's always scoring a lot of points for me. Yeah. Well, I just saw you picked up Ryan O'Reilly. It was a guy that I was possibly interested in moving towards. Um, I I thought that was a good acquisition at the time. Um, He came off a really big night against Edmonton, put up a hat trick. Uh, He just played a thousandth game in his career. And I think that's a guy who could be a make-or-break pickup, kind of a guy that can 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 show up one week and, and do really well. He didn't have a great week this week, but I really like that from you as a manager picking up that guy. Um, well, he's still, he's still, I think, is a little above average for the week. So mm-hmm. I think he's, uh, I, like you said, I think he's just a good, solid pickup to have an extra skater that's going to produce just about every night. Uh, maybe not the top numbers, but... Uh, He's going to be in the positive column. Well, one one guy I wanted to ask you specifically about on your team, Jonathan Huberto. Um, Huberto played on the Florida uh, two years ago, I believe, and was one of the highest fantasy point getters in the league. Um, but he got traded to, to Calgary for the Chuck, and he's been struggling out there for the last – this is his second year now, I believe, out there. Um we kind of broke down a little bit last podcast. Huberto's not a goal scorer. He's setting up goals. And I think the lack of help he has over in, in, in Calgary is hindering him. And that's why he fell in his draft stock this year. And I think you got him at good value. But the guy is not producing at all. Average points, 0.9 a night for fantasy. Um, so Yeah, but if you look, he's, he's almost uh, an assist a game in the last week or so. Yeah, and that's a really good sign, but does he deserve a roster spot over some guy that might be heating up one week? Like, I, I don't know. Like, where do you go from there? Because I had, I had Huberto on my team last year, and he was kind of a sore spot for me. So I'm wondering what's your outlook? Uh, do you think he has upside and maybe he can turn it around in Calgary? I don't know. I'll keep watching him, and uh, time will tell. Like I said, uh, he had three assists this week, so that was a little bit of a spark. But uh, I'm I'm always open to make moves if I need to. I hear you. Will, what are your thoughts on this matchup so far? I think Alberta hockey teams are dumpster fires this season. Um, <laughs> we already talked about Edmonton having horrible goaltending, just fired their coach. McDavid. You know, McDavid and Drysaddle probably still have a point per game, but they're just not the McDavid and Drysaddle that we know. Um, and it's it's well, one it's, it's probably tough to watch for just anybody seeing a talent, the talent like both of them, but McDavid being McDavid and and seemingly having a lot of good years wasted out in Edmonton. Um, He's the Mike Trout Calgary, of is hockey. like I said, another dumpster fire in a sense. Uh, Huberto, there's a video that went around on social media of him, head, his head in his hands on the bench after he got benched for the entire third period for the Flames. Uh, Nikita Zadarov just requested a trade out of 
Calgary. Um, you know, we talked about Elias Lindholm on the Bag Boys, who's not scoring much. It's just not going well up in Alberta for either of those teams. Um, I don't know. Huberto did so well in Florida, and he'd had a lot of support for sure. I mean, that last year in Florida, he had 85 assists alone. Um, ended up putting up 115 points. So, yeah, it definitely helps to have guys around you who can help, but... But the way it looks for those two teams, I wouldn't cross my fingers on these guys. Um, you know, I think it's, I know it's early, but it's its not looking good. It's not looking good. No, that it is not. Um, <clears throat> well, what I, what I don't, uh, what I do like for, I guess, I guess Calgary, but the G parents, look, just looking at their goalies, they had great, a, a decent week this week, other than, uh, Joseph Wall, who's been the only bright spot in the goalie situation out in Toronto, that has hindered them so much this season. But Markstrom put up 3.2 this week. I mean, Markstrom's a good goalie. Uh, last year, I know he struggled, but he's going to be fine. And then Bobrovsky helped him out. So from the, the G-Parents perspective, I don't mind this this trio of goalies you have right here. Make some moves eventually if they don't they start faltering throughout the season. But this is a really good start, and this is this is kind of where you want your team to go into the next coming weeks. Um, I know we talked about that situation with them having all the Philly guys, but it seemed to work out this week. Uh, no, well, actually, I do want to talk about the deep parents. For yeah. One. Uh, they do listen to the podcast 100%. I told them drop Noah Cates. I told them drop Scott Law, and I told them there's definitely options in free agency that are already better than those two guys. They went and did that. They got Sean Monahan, three assists in four games on Montreal. And the other guy they picked up was Riley Smith. He had one assist in three games, but 2.3 points total. He's been good on a Penguins team. They've been a little bit flashy in some games, you know, where they're putting up big points. Riley Smith's getting to play along with Genny Malkin, alongside of Genny Malkin. He just won a Stanley Cup last year with Vegas. He's a good, solid player. He's getting to play with some of the best. So a lot better in my opinion that they got rid of Cates. They got rid of, um, uh, Scott Lawton, but you know, they kept Tippett three goals in three games. Joel Farabee, three points, three games. Sanheim on defense has been spectacular for Philadelphia. Just saw the highlight of his goal against, uh, the ducks. It was an awesome goal. Um, so some Philly guys are not a problem. Some of the other ones, yes, probably. Um, and honestly, the lowest scoring one here was Konechny, which is a little bit of a surprise because for a while he was probably the only bright spot that that team's had for a couple of years. Um, but And then looking down here, don't get a Toronto goalie. Just forget about those guys. Stop. No Toronto goalies. <laughs> Move on. Um, they just can't do it. Uh, but the overall the overarching point that I thought of, Dylan likes to bring up the hat tricks. Um, and looking at what, what went poorly with uh, Casanova-Riano's goalies. You cannot predict and you cannot rely on booms. You've got to have your baseline. Um, and, you know, had you even been like, you know, Jordan Bennington didn't do so great, but 5.6 is something. Like, if you had just had, you know, like I had a win from Magnus Helberg, 4.6 points for the win. Nothing crazy. Just if you can if you can settle it out, get your baseline figured. Some guys are going to boom here and there, and that might put you over. But you got to get rid of these uh, these big hurt hurt 
uh, big negative points, but because you can't rely on those hat tricks. There's no way to predict it. It's going to come. It's going to go. They may put you over, but you gotta you gotta have your baseline set. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Uh, well, baseline definitely get that one. Like ne- minimize negative points as much as possible because that's gonna hurt you so so much. Um, but I saw, so you, uh, dad, you, you picked up Varlamov, um, after he had what, two shutouts in a row, I believe. Um, and I mean, he didn't have a great performance in his last two games, negative 2.6 and a negative 1.2, um, just recently against Washington. I mean, we've, we've talked about the Islanders. I don't, I don't mind them. Like I like them. They're just a gritty team. They're going to make the playoffs like in the one of the lower spots and like they'll just be fine so i guess like varlamov is going to give you decent performances every night so like that might be a guy that will just get you like min numbers hopefully not negative like i think that might fit your criteria there will yeah i mean i'm not I, i can tell you i'm not unhappy with that pickup uh, I, I mean, I wasn't happy that he didn't get me positive points this week, but I'm pretty happy with, with that pickup. And then, like I said, uh, I've already made a move and uh, picked up Cam Talbot. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll we'll fix up my, goal, my goalie baseline, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> I mean, a 29-point margin, not great, but if you just have – a few things swing the other way. Those hat tricks didn't happen or your goalies actually showed up. This matchup's a lot closer than it was. Um, so uh, good stuff looking forward. Both teams scoring over 120 points. You're both going to be very competitive. If you keep doing that going into the next few weeks. Um, I do have another point that I kind of want to bring up, though. Um, seemingly just based on the league scoring, Dad mentioned Mike Matheson. I take special note to this guy. He was recently on the Penguins and they moved him and he's doing fantastic. Well, I say fantastic. Offensively, he's doing fantastic, but in his four games with his five points, the guy was negative six on the plus minus. So, that doesn't look so hot in terms of defensive numbers, but it doesn't seem to really reflect on total fantasy points. So, that may be something that people should keep in mind when you're looking at fantasy defensemen. You know, it might not really matter how good they are defensively, so to speak. I know Mike Matheson definitely has time on their power play. So, seemingly a guy who's negative six as a defenseman, but he still put up 12.8 points for the whole week. Um, So that might be something that you could honestly overlook when it comes to defensemen, just based on the way this league is scored. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to speak on the scoring a little bit, we reward goals, we reward assists. There's some points given out for hitting people, some points for blocking shots, but the main stuff there is scoring goals and, and stopping goals for goalies. So if you can do that, you're going to win. All right. Uh, and then we'll just briefly talk about our our one lone ranger here. You're in Truba on a bye week, put up 139 points. Um, I know some people don't set their lineups, but I, I think I'm thinking Kaylee might have this week. Uh, yeah, really good. Really good to see one of the teams. I think we, I think we always just we always harp on how Kaylee's team is kind of a sleeper, sleeping giant, and somebody you don't want to play every week. So I mean, she would have only, she would have only lost to 
three teams this week, G Parents, Cheche Legacy, and Nuevo York Rancheros. So um, I don't know who plays their next week. We'll go into that on the next segment, but uh, definitely set your lineups and, and, and prepare when you have to play her. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, she definitely did set her lineup. Um, but, you know, funny enough, you said uh, points for hits, and I know you are not a Rangers fan, but the namesake of her team, Jacob Truba, had a total of one assist, but he was able to put up 7.75 points. The guy had 16 hits in three games. <laughs> so he's positive. I know a lot of people like to talk bad about Jacob Truba being a meathead and whatever out in New York, but... <laughs> Sounds like he is a meathead. Yeah, but it works for fantasy. <laughs> well, he had 16 hits, but also eight block shots. Yeah. So majority, I mean, he had uh, one assist as well, but majority of those points are coming from the hits and block shots. I can go look into the scoring, but, yeah, if you got a guy that's putting up those numbers or hits and blocks, he's going to end up putting up decent points, So fantasy points-wise. So, I mean, fuck the Rangers, but, like, Good on you, Kaylee. <laughs> Rate this podcast explicit. So, um, yeah, and the other thing, too, is uh, Vancouver, Great T. Miller doing great on Vancouver. Vancouver as a whole doing great. Philip Ronick on the defense doing great. Oh, that guy's um, so good. I don't know why the Red Wings traded him last year. Yeah, so uh, it also helped that Vancouver got to play a total of four games in the past week, so that gave those guys more opportunities to score. But, yeah, no, it went really well. Nikita Kucherov, you know, those are guys who are going to be good. Sebastian Ajo is going to be good. Um, again, some of the guys that I really like that are not big names. Frank Vertrano, two goals in three games in Anaheim. Eli Tolvanen, a goal and three assists for Seattle. He's kind of had a little bit of a longer route. He was a super highly touted guy out of the USHL, committed D1 to Boston College. Couldn't even get in there because his grades were so bad, so he went overseas to play pro before coming here. Um, now he's doing well. Yeah, Frank Fratrano, 11 goals in 14 games right now. He is the number one rated right wing in the league. Um, guy who has played on Boston, played on Florida. You know, he get overshadowed in Florida by a lot of guys, but he's in Anaheim. He's got an opportunity, and he's taking advantage of it. For a team, another one like Vancouver, didn't expect them to do so well, and they're off to a hot start. A um, little bit better this week from her goalies. Still not amazing, uh, but Hellebuck turned in something positive, and Sorokin hopefully kind of get going the right way. So um, don't panic yet. Two good goalies. They've been good for the past few years, so hopefully they'll figure it out, and that will really solidify the team. But, again, most of you better be happy you didn't play her this week. I know some of you still even lost not playing her, but you would have lost by more. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's finish off with our last segment here. Uh, we're going to be guessing or making our educated guesses on who's going to win next week. Um, so I'll ask – I'll share mine. I'll ask for Will's and I'll ask for my dad's perspectives on uh, who they're going to give the edge uh, in the matchup going into it. So for the first one, Cuban Bandits versus Rhino's Worst Nightmare. I mean, I know I was one for four in my predictions, but I'm calling this one a lock. Size team sucks. And the Cuban Bandits put up consistent numbers. I'm giving this one a lock. Yeah, I'm going to go Cuban Bandits. I, I I just, this is a mudslide. They're going to go to 0-5. I think the Rhinos' worst nightmare will. 
I think they should rebrand to Size Worst Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> or the League's Worst Nightmare or something. I yeah. think uh, I think somebody needs to give Sai a phone call and tell him to pay attention and make some moves that he needs to make. Uh, and depending on when he makes those moves, he might be able to salvage the week. But uh, I think I'm with you guys on this one, that uh, Cuban Bandits will be uh, moving uh, to 4-2 and two for their record. All right. Well, that's a clean sweep from from everybody on the podcast. So let's let's all not look stupid and have our foots in our mouth when Cy pulls out the win here. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, Bag Boys versus Casanova Rhinos. Um, I have I have Bag Boys here, and I don't think it's gonna be by that much. Um, I was harping on uh, the Rhinos team based on their, their undefeated record before and how they, I don't think they were really that strong. I think they're more than a decent team, but I'm, I'm going to give the edge to the bag boys, and I'm going to think it's going to be another close one for little Frankie to deal with this week. I'm going Rhinos. I'm going to go on the fact that they're going to have a better goalie week. and I mean, they already outscored them last week. I think this is going to be the week to solve the goalies. Cam Talbot's been good for the Kings. Um I'll go Rhinos on this one. And I'm definitely going to go Rhinos on this one. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Will. Uh, I think my uh, my skaters are turning good numbers. And uh, <clears throat> kind of something you brought up earlier there, Dylan, about the hat tricks. I didn't have any hat tricks. You know, I had a couple guys with multi-goal games. But uh, just all in all, uh, all of my skaters producing. And I think as long as they keep doing that, I'm going to come out on top already uh, points-wise, and then I just need to solve my goalie issue, which uh, I think the, the, at least the Cam Talbot move is going to help me the most, at least to uh, avoid the negative column on the goalies. So, yeah, I'm definitely going with my Rhinos, Casanova Rhinos over the bag boys, and that will move me to 4-1 and one and solidly in first place. Well, let's see it happen. All right. Um, the next matchup, Nueva York-Rancheros versus the G-Parents. Uh, Rancheros coming off of uh, another hot week. They scored the highest in the league this last week, beating me. And then the G-Parents came off of a very solid week as well. Um, I'm going to give it to the Rancheros. I think they're a stronger team overall. Uh, but I do think this matchup could be a determinant if goalies decide to have a very poor week. Because if the Rancheros goalies put in a bad week, they could give the G parents enough striking distance to get the dub. So this is going to be very determinant, but I'm going to give it to the Rancheros. I'm, of course, going to go with myself. Um, If you bet against yourself, then you've already lost, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Aiden Hill, Vegas is great. I think uh, Tristan Jari should be fine with Pittsburgh. so I'm going to go with myself. You know, I think what I dealt with a little bit at the beginning was not so great goalies. And now, you know, I know shutouts are not going to happen every night, but it seems like they're putting in better, more consistent uh, showings, even in the games that they're not getting shutouts. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with myself there for sure. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to go with the Rancheros as well. Um especially coming off a defeat, uh, being defeated by the G parents. I think it was a fluke week for them. Uh, you know, 
141 points from their skaters. Uh, Dylan, you pointed it out, a couple hat tricks in there. And really a, just a solid week from the Flyers. And they have a lot of Flyers players. That's not going to continue. I don't see them turning the numbers that they turn this week, uh, next week. And I'm still uh, still not sold on Bobrovsky. So his 11 points I don't think are going to hold next week as well. So I don't even think this one's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be Rancheros all the way. Okay. Well, hopefully you don't bite your words on that one. Uh, but <laughs> but you did bring up that the uh, the G parents are determinant on a lot of flyers, but the Rancheros are determinant on a lot of Penguins. So the Penguins' next four are the Blue Jackets. They're not great. The Devils, which, I mean, I, I love the Devils. They're going to put up a fight. And the Hurricanes and the, the, the Knights. So I, I think... And unless these games go well for the Penguins, it could really be a determinant on this matchup. So we'll see. I got a couple things to say about that. Okay, okay, right. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to start by saying that probably more than half this league was never alive for a, a Philadelphia Flyers Stanley Cup championship. <laughs> but everybody in this league, except for Addy, has been alive for three Pittsburgh Penguins Stanley Cup championships. Uh, and they don't got nobody like Crosby. They don't got nobody like Malkin. They don't got nobody on the back end like Letang and Eric Carlson. So I'm sorry. Everybody can win. You know, the worst team in the league can win uh, any night of the week and the best team could lose. But the Penguins are just going to be more consistent, I think, than the Flyers. Like, it's just, come on. That that doesn't, like, I don't care that I got more Penguins than they got more Flyers. Nah, dude, the Flyers, nothing. Get out of here. I'm just looking uh, at I this schedule, the, and I'm like... I think the Flyers are a young team, and, and they they showed some good, you know, turned up some good uh, games this past week, but they're a young team. They're not going to skate like the Penguins this season. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that one for sure. Yeah, young team, so. that's how it is. It's like you get in the playoffs, said this about Carolina Hurricanes after a really good year, said this about the Florida Panthers. When you have teams that don't have real good playoff experience. I don't think you can make that deep run. And even if you talk about Vegas, they're a really young team, but that team as a whole core has pretty much been together from the expansion and from the beginning has been in the playoffs for quite a while. So by last year when they finally did win the Stanley Cup, a couple of those guys, you know, they've they've done it back-to-back-to-back years where they're in the playoffs facing up against all these teams so they know what it's about that's where like yeah you're talking the flyers you know young guys they just got to learn the league they got to learn how to stay consistent in this league um you know when you've had crosby and malkin and letang the the longest tenured yeah tenured trio in the league together um you know yeah they're older you know it's sad to see but yeah we are on the downswing of the penguins and you know i say we mean me caring the most and it is getting towards the end of these guys' career, but you can't you can't bet against these guys who have the proven track record. I've done it for so long. Yeah, they just they know they know that this is their world. They know what they're doing. I hate to compare anyone to the Bruins because I I have a lot of disdain for the Bruins as much as I do for the Rangers. But you don't bet against the Bruins. You don't bet against Pasternak. You don't bet against Marchand. It's kind of the same thing. I would say so. Yes, I'm not good. I'm going to bet that the Penguins have a better week than the Flyers any day, of the, any any week of the year. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we all said clean sweep Rancheros, so let's stick by it, and then hopefully, hopefully we can come back next week with a with a successful guess on that one. 
Uh, last matchup, and then we're done for the podcast, is Yuri and Truba. Both two and Yuri and Truba versus Cantrin Canucks. They're both two and two. Uh, I mean, what else is there to say? Yuri and Truba. I mean, unless Cantrin Canucks, unless Addy sets her lineup and Gorgiev figures it out in Colorado and McDavid goes nuclear, it's Yuri and Truba all the way. Yeah, I mean, I just got to give Addy a call later to tell her you're in Truba. She's going to lose. Um, you're in Truba all the way. Just no doubt. I'm sorry. Cameron Canucks just don't got it at the moment. Um, yeah, you're, you're in Truba. <laughs> oh, you guys are too funny. Uh, yeah, I think on the surface, you're in Truba. However... However, I'm taking a look at uh, Addie's roster here. She's got the makings of a good team here. Uh, but I think uh, they just need to put it together. So I I will go with Yuri and Truba. But uh, I think uh, here in another week or so, I think we're going to see a breakout from uh, the players on Addie's team. Yeah. Well, hope so. Hope so. I hope she can figure it out and and start scoring high again. Um, but yeah, I, I think as a whole, looking back on the last five weeks, this has been a very competitive league. Um, it seems like uh, somebody could have a good week and beat anybody. Um, and we'll see if there's a gap that gets that gets widened or not. But it seems like most of these matchups could go either way. Um, and I mean, I've been wrong multiple times now on my on my predictions. But from all the prediction, predictions we have today, we've got a clean sweep from Cuban Bandits, a clean sweep from New Everwork Rancheros, and a clean sweep from Yoren Truba. So prove us right, or I guess we don't know what we're talking about. But um, good to have you on, Dad. Uh, Will and I appreciate it. Uh, good insight from your team. Hopefully, we see some we see some improvement from your guys going forward. Um, consistent scoring, and then once you figure out that goalie situation, I think you might be golden. Um, except the weeks you play me, you'll definitely suck for sure. <laughs> um, that's the hope, at least. But uh, yeah, unless you all have any final remarks, I'm good. No, yeah. Uh, I would say our toss up slash probably game of the week in terms of most interesting and closest, I'm going to give it to the Rhinos and Bag Boys, so keep an eye on that one. Um, well, yeah, I'll make a a big difference here early too because a four and one jump is uh definitely a good to hold that first place um but yeah so uh thanks for listening uh listen to me more i've been less wrong than dylan on the matchup guesses <laughs> um, and uh i uh i win more leagues than dylan does so listen to me more but uh we'll get you next week <laughs> and we'll see how it goes yeah, well, if I'm if I'm wrong about that stuff, whatever. But the one thing I am right about is side team. Side team sucks. Side team suck, and he need to figure it out soon. Even so. a blind squirrel can find it not every once in a while. Well, Sai can't find a win. He can't even buy one either. So, all right, enough well, of Sai slander. All right. So since you're picking on Sai, I got to come to his defense here. I think he's not paying attention. Yeah, he's busy on his own hockey career. Right. So. <laughs> Growing out of disgusting mustache but whatever well but here's the deal he's he's on a he's got a two-week break for uh for uh his team and uh obviously he'll come home for uh thanksgiving so you're saying two and oh from Cy? 
I'm thinking uh, now that he's going to have a little bit of time to think about something other than hockey, his hockey that is, he'll be able to put a little effort into his fantasy team, and we'll see we'll see him turn that around pretty quick. Okay, well, I'll 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 hope I'll hope you're right there, but uh, that'll end it for for uh, NHL Week Five recap, um, and then our predictions in the Week Six. So we'll see you next week. Um, let go do that hockey. Is that what is that what he says? Something about let's do that. Let's hockey. do let's do that hockey. All right. See you next week.